feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Well, it is a new strategy for Hunter Biden, aside from the Parmesan cheese and crack cocaine and all the porn and hookers and everything else. Well, now his legal team is going on the offense. Welcome tonight to the Rita Cosby Show. We're going to be taking your calls about this. This is an interesting strategy. Hunter Biden, who I think is really one of the clearly biggest eyesores for his father, uh, potentially the big guy. Well, now he and his legal team in the last few hours are basically saying whoever disseminated information from the laptop and who got it, potentially, they say, in an improper terms, and we're going to get to that in a moment, well, that is not appropriate, and we're going to go after you. It's an interesting strategy as opposed to sort of sitting back and more details all the time coming out about the laptop. But what it's actually doing is reinforcing, guess what? It sure looks like it's your laptop. Why would you be going after information that you say is disseminated from the laptop uh, that makes you look bad, that you're basically legitimizing what's in the laptop. It's basically an admission that what we know all along, that it is his laptop, essentially. And now his legal team is basically saying, well, they obtained the information improperly, uh, that it's not necessarily appropriate to be using this information. Boy, it sure sounds like stonewalling to me. And it sure sounds like to me that not just Hunter Biden, clearly the Biden family is really worried about the Hunter Biden laptop. They're really worried about where these investigations are going to go. And I think they are seriously concerned with Hunter Biden and so many of these allegations now about classified documents. You've got the special counsel looking into that. And this altogether is a formula, basically, I think, for disaster. And guess what? Also, if you go after somebody on legal terms, well, then they can come back, too. They can also do depositions. They can do a whole bunch of other things. And uh, the tables could be turned awfully quickly, and it may not be pretty for Hunter Biden. What are your thoughts about where this is headed? And do you believe, like I do, that the Hunter Biden issue is an enormous problem for Joe Biden? And I'm not just talking about his drug addiction. I'm not just talking about, obviously, his personal issues. What I am talking about is the threats potentially to national security. And of course, it comes on the heels that we know that a number of documents were found, of course, at the Hunter Biden Center, at the Penn Biden Center, uh, but they were also found at the garage at the Wilmington, Delaware home. And that's, of course, where the beloved Corvette is, but it's also where Hunter Biden claimed his residence, according to documents, for quite a bit of time. And according to documents that have been released, also where he paid some, what is it, like $50,000. There have been so many reports that he was paying a month to his dad for rent to a house that's basically worth maybe $2,000 or less for a month's rent. So there's a lot of questions there. And that's why I think all of these classified documents, all of this stuff, really opens the door in a really dangerous way for the Biden family. It's not just 
eye who clearly has problems. That's not what this is about. This is about opening the door to all the money that was going Biden. And we're talking massive money. We're talking from rogue characters like Russia or uh, some folks in Ukraine, clearly also China. I mean, big, big money that suddenly opens the door there. And now the classified documents, which documents were they? Were they documents related to China? Were they documents related to Russia? Were they specific to maybe business deals that Hunter Biden had something to do with? Did he see the documents? Because guess what? He's going to get subpoenaed now from House committees run by Republicans. He's going to get called in and said, hey, where were you at this time? Oh, it's interesting because we have a log that you were at the House that day. We have a log that you were having a meeting at this day here. We have a log that so-and-so happened to be at the House at that same time. But yet you didn't see that person. You didn't run into that person in the hallways. You can just see where this is headed. And that's why this I think when I heard about the classified documents with Joe Biden, it wasn't a question of him just kind of happening to leaving, you know, documents around. I thought, what a disaster when you got Hunter Biden there hanging out at the house. You got classified documents that clearly were recklessly, carelessly strewn all over the place. You got Joe Biden saying, I don't remember any of those documents, even the ones that date all the way back to when he was a senator, which is decades ago that he never ever should have even had outside of a skiff or anywhere. Uh, None of them should have been outside, but those in particular are very concerning. So this, I think, is going to get really ugly really quick for the Biden family. And Hunter Biden is trying to do any sort of Hail Mary he can. Uh, I don't think it's going to save his reputation one ounce. I don't think it's going to help his legal case one ounce. And I think, if anything, it just really makes him look even more stupid than he already is. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222, where do you think this is headed? And do you think that this is really the thing that could be uh, very treacherous, I think, for the Biden family? And I think because now not only does the special counsel, but the House committee has the authority to be able to get documents voluntarily or by subpoena, And either way, they're going to get access to individuals, to documents, to ask questions. Of course, the White House is going to stonewall, try to do whatever they can. They're already trying to create this sort of stonewall process. And in fact, when they knew that the Republicans were taking over, that was sort of the first thing we heard almost within minutes. Remember, they were like, oh, well, they're hiring all these attorneys. They're gearing up. Meanwhile, they were, of course, accusing the Republicans of not participating in their sham January 6th committee hearings that went on and on and on. And now they are very much strategizing how they can stonewall, how they can drag this out because they don't want Hunter Biden to go before the Republican House. They don't want Hunter Biden to go before attorneys. They know that that is a formula for disaster. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And by the way, who could forget, of course, Joe Biden during the debate. Remember this moment. This was the 2020 debate. And there he was uh, debating then-President Trump and Remember, President Trump was trying to get a word in edgewise to talk about the Hunter Biden laptop because at that point they were suppressing it every which way but loose. And there was that letter from dozens of national security experts that came out really interesting. And I think these guys, every single one of them should be subpoenaed. 
uh, because some of them still have intelligence access. They have access to intelligence information because they were, you know, national intelligence chiefs. But it was more than several dozen. It was 54, I believe, at the end of the day of these national security experts wrote that comprehensive letter saying the laptop, it looks like it's, it has all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. It was this concerted effort to somehow smear the laptop and diminish the laptop. We saw it also in social media. We saw it all over the place. And it gave then-candidate Joe Biden the opportunity to basically downplay it before the American public. Going, oh, what are you talking about, Trump? Of course, it turned out that the laptop was correct. Of course, it turned out the information. So far, we're hearing it seems to be all correct. Why else would they be suing over it? So, boy, uh, does it sure look like the New York Post looks like they were spot on. And why was this concerted effort within the national intelligence community to diminish it? So there are a lot of questions tonight that need answers, and I think they need to subpoena all these people and get to the bottom of it. Here is that moment. This is during the 2020 debate when Joe Biden basically repeated what was in that letter. And he basically said, oh, you know what? We can blow it off because 50-plus national security experts have said it's not anything worthy. So how did they get this concerted group to say it's not worthy, it's Russian disinformation, And that basically gave Joe Biden the opportunity during this very public debate moment to dismiss it. So this sure sounds like an orchestrated moment. And take a listen. Here's Joe Biden saying that famous line that sure as heck needs to be looked into now, too. Fifty former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant, that this is has all the care for five former heads of the. Both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly it. what is this that's way exactly going? What this going. The laptop right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Russia. Yeah, and that gave him the opportunity. And now he is basically calling for an investigation via his attorneys. This is Hunter Biden calling for an investigation into how laptop repairman John Paul MacIsaac, that's the guy with the funny hat who you see sometimes in different interviews out there, how he got access to the laptop and its contents. We're going to talk about that shortly. And also how it ended up in Rudy Giuliani's hands because he shared it with Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani after it turns out that the FBI wasn't paying any attention to it. Because remember, first the repairman who's gone public about all of this said, I was trying to get the FBI's attention. They weren't doing anything. So I reached out to Giuliani and said, we have to get to the bottom of this. I need this to get out there. This is obviously, he opened up the laptop, saw all this stuff. Uh, It would have made anybody blush. And so now they are going on the offense after this guy, after Giuliani, and after others. And remember, all along, Hunter Biden has basically said, you know, I can't remember if it's my laptop or not. Gosh, it's like fain, you know, I don't know if it's mine or not. Well, I guess they basically confirmed it by going after Giuliani and John Paul MacIsaac. Here is Hunter Biden. Remember, this is in April of 2021 when he was doing one of the few interviews on his book. And he basically was like, oh, I'm not sure if it's mine or not. Well, I think you know if it's yours or not. And by the way, after one second popping it in, it's pretty clear it's yours. We see more of you than we ever wanted to. And here he is talking about it during the interview. 
You don't know yes or no if the laptop was yours. I don't have any yours. idea. I have no idea. So it could have been yours. Of course, certainly. It, 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 there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that it was the that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's mine. Maybe it's not mine. Well, we're going to talk about all of this and just how damning this is, not just, of course, for Hunter Biden, but more importantly, how damning it is potentially for the president of the United States and what serious questions are out there and how this could potentially be a compromise of national security. That's what they're looking into. 1-800-848-9222, and I'll take your calls after the break. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, Hunter Biden on the offense with a crazy legal letter, which I think is designed to distract and deflect and here is miranda divine remember she's the reporter with the new york post who broke the hunter laptop story this is what she thinks of hunter's new legal strategy yeah this is something that hunter biden's sugar brother kevin morris has been running for quite a long time he has a very elaborate conspiracy theory um which i i can't really even grasp um, it, it, it just, they're just getting themselves tangled up into all sorts of knots. And, you know, I'm surprised that that law firm, which is uh, supposed to be, um, you know, very prestigious, very expensive, would allow itself to be made a laughing stock of. Because what you just read out is absurd. I mean, either they want the Delaware Attorney General to investigate uh, people uh, basically purloining Hunter Biden's private data, he says, unlawfully accessing his laptop, or they don't, or it's not his laptop. You know, um, Hunter Biden himself is confused about... And it's so interesting because Miranda hits a great point because one of the things they did when they first put out the letter was, oh, this information that's disseminated, they shouldn't have gotten into the laptop. They shouldn't have done that. And everybody wrote, oh, well, uh, he's look, he's conceding it's the laptop. And then they put out a new statement saying we're not conceding it's the laptop, but whoever disseminated the information got Hunter's information improperly. I mean, so in other words. It is the laptop. Why don't you just say it? What a bunch of legal, legal jumbo mumbo. And to me, it is absurd. And they want somebody to buy this hogwash. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Dom in Minnesota on Line 7. Uh, Dom, your thoughts about this. This is so wild. It's like, okay, well, on one hand... It's not his laptop, uh, but the information in there never should have been touched. You violated his rights by going into his personal information, which, by the way, they can justify was not true because he apparently left that laptop. Remember, it was for like months he left the laptop uh, at the place and basically under law, under X amount of time, it goes to the repair shop. It's just sort of a standard. It's basically fair game. He never went and picked it up, Dom. But but boy, they're trying to like thread the legal needle. Yeah, Rita, I never in a million years thought one day John Gotti would be occupying the White House. (laughs) You know, but I think this legal attack by Sonny Corleone and Daddy Vito Corleone could be a strategy to say, 
I am going to make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> oh, so where do you think this is headed? Do you think there's some sort well, of a, a bargain I, I, down the road yeah, with that kind I, of uh, you got? By the way, that's a really good Godfather, Dom. That's a very good one. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, but you know, they can't admit that the laptop exists, but want to use it as a legal attack against whoever is spreading those quote unquote rumors you know like the guy the the computer shop owner he said you know i called them 1500 times there was no reply and there's a contract i have i mean i've i've taken my you know uh, computer to be repaired by by best buy and other places i gotta sign a contract saying if you don't come pick it up you don't own it anymore after they don't give you 90 days they give you two weeks that's it so and i think once he did not pick it up he forfeited all his rights to that you know, whatever was in there because he signed that contract. So I'm really surprised. I, I think they know what they're doing. They're probably not going to win in this, but they're using it as a legal strategy to probably scare people off that can be scared off. And I'm glad that people are not getting scared and standing up to this. And I don't know if you saw the rant that the, 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 the squad had for being thrown off of committees. This is this is getting to be a full scale. I mean, like, you know, legal I mean, the battle of words in Congress. I never thought it would go this far. These are people that are supposed to represent the constituents. The way they're behaving is like street thugs. Yeah, uh, it is. And, and by the way, Dom, Dom, you brought up, uh, you know, the, the kickoff. One of the ones obviously that just happened a little bit ago is Elhan Omar. And that's the woman who was like, yeah, 9-11. Some people did something, uh, just a little thing. Um, and, you know, I mean, the fact that it's taken this long to uh, basically, you know, have somebody like that. But who votes somebody like that in? I mean, that's the thing, too. It's like, who votes somebody like that in? But there is, like you said, this is getting really, really intense. Um, but remember, under the Democrats, they didn't want to look at it. It was like, oh, no, nothing there. Uh, Dom, thank you. I always love And I love the Godfather impression. That was spot on. That was That's one of my favorites. Uh, let's go to Larry from Brooklyn. Go ahead, Larry, on line four. Your thoughts about all this. Where do you think this is headed, Larry? Well, I think that the strategy perplexes me because uh, what he would have to do, I think he's doing this because the FBI has pretty much decided not to do anything because they're in possession of it also. So all they would have to do is file for a warrant to be able to keep the laptop uh, under search and seizure because they have a- adequate evidence, probable cause to seize to seize it. Um, but they're not going to do anything. That, that's what enables him to go after Giuliani and the uh, owner of the uh, laptop store because the FBI is not asserting jurisdiction over the laptop. You know, Lair, thank you for the call. That's a really interesting point. Right. So it's like, okay, well, it's in a legal tangle, so you can't have access to it. The problem is we've already seen a lot of what's in the laptop. And I don't know about you guys, and I'm sure, Larry, you think this way. Boy, I've seen more of Hunter Biden than I'd ever want to see. You can't undo once you see that. We're going to continue with your calls after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, we we honor our great law enforcement and, of course, their great family. A powerful story from Las Vegas, Nevada, where critical intervention saved the life of a man who was pulled out of a burning car 
and also an exceptional police officer, has garnered tremendous praise from the community. The burning car crashed into a palm tree over a lane divider, and smoke began pouring out from under the hood of the car. A police officer and a passerby uh, started searching for the man then inside the car. The passerby runs to the other side, opens the door, tries to pull the man out. The officer immediately follows suit and in a split second is seen uh, where the vehicle is engulfed, pulling the man out to safety. It was very dramatic and the video has now basically gone viral. The incident happened again in Las Vegas on Las Vegas Boulevard and Siegfried and Roy Drive. What a great name of the street. I loved Siegfried and Roy. Boy, are they great. Um, And the man who then rushed to the hospital was taken there as a precautionary measure. The police officer was also taken there as well. Both are said to be doing okay. And around the country, uh, just well wishes and grateful citizens saying, thank goodness for the Las Vegas police officials. We're so thankful for their quick actions of the officer and the bystander for truly saving a life. And what a great, great story and a important reminder of how just stumbling upon the right place at the right time and also getting bystanders and other folks involved to help others really can truly save a life. Well, we are talking, of course, about Hunter Biden, and now his legal team in the last few hours has a brand new strategy basically saying that they're going on the offense, uh, that the information in the so-called laptop, which they are kind of refusing to say it's his, even though they say the information about Hunter in it shouldn't have been disseminated because it's personal information, basically. It's like all over the place. But they're clearly trying to do some sort of legal strategy to intimidate, to threaten people, including the laptop repairman, you know, the guy with the funny hat on with the little pom-pom on top. Also, Rudy Giuliani, who helped to disseminate that information. He's talked about publicly to the New York Post and elsewhere, basically saying, you're not supposed to put that information out there. Well, first of all, they are two years too late. All that information is basically out there already, and they still refuse to say, well, we're not really sure still if it's still his laptop. We're not saying that, even though the information in there about Hunter never should have come out there. So uh, they're trying to kind of have it every which way but loose. And who could forget, of course, Hunter Biden, because what we've seen on the laptop is really bad. It shows a drugged out, strung out guy who clearly was a major national security risk. If somebody was near him, especially a Russian hooker, and he looks like had quite a few of them. If you look at the video, he had quite a lot of them even at the same time. Well, Hunter Biden, boy, was he a walking national security disaster. And now we know he was at the house apparently fixing the engine on the so-called beloved Corvette at a time where the documents were also said to be just kind of laying around there. Um, So, boy, I think this is getting really ugly, and I think the Republicans are on to something because clearly the Biden team's worried, and they should be when you got a son that can't figure out the difference between crack cocaine and Parmesan cheese. Who could forget this moment? You know, I spent more time on my hands and knees picking through rugs Um, smoking anything that even remotely resembled crack cocaine. I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone, (laughs) anyone that you know. 
Yeah, I he may have, actually. He may be correct on that. That might be the only honest thing we've heard. And here is James Comer. He is the House GOP chairman of, of course, the Oversight Committee. And they're the ones who have the justification now to look into Hunter Biden. And Comer says he's got a lot of information and a lot of questions. And it's not, again, about a troubled son. It is about potentially putting national security at risk all the way up to potentially the big guy. Here is James Comer. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, the president of the United States, and why he lied to the American people about his knowledge and participation in his family's international business schemes. National security interests require the committee conduct investigation, and we will pursue all avenues, avenues that have long been ignored. Committee Republicans have uncovered evidence of federal crimes committed by and to the benefit of members of the president's family. These include conspiracy or defrauding the United States, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act, tax evasion, money laundering, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. In the 118th Congress, this committee will evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners and whether he is a president who is compromised or swayed by foreign dollars and influence. I want to be clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden. And that's where the committee will focus in this next Congress. I now. So is the president compromised? You could certainly start opening and unpeeling all the money trails. Why were they to offshore accounts, according to reports? Why did they go to uh, questionable individuals? Why was there suddenly X amount of money going to Joe Biden or other family members? There's a lot of questions here, and we just don't know the answers. And you're not supposed to just say, oh, no big deal. Oh, yeah, maybe uh, a Russian oligarch played X or the mayor of Moscow's wife paid X. Not to worry about. And what about Hunter Biden's crummy paintings that people are paying anywhere from 75000 to $500,000 for artwork that looks like a second grader could have done? I mean, there's some big questions there. First of all, he needs a, a better uh, painting instructor, but that's a whole other matter. Here is Andy McCarthy, and Andy McCarthy says, yeah, this isn't, again, about Hunter Biden. It's not going after a troubled son of the president. It's going after something a lot more troubling. Take a listen. Hunter Biden and all these stories about Hunter Biden and, you know, uh, how they got the laptop and, and whether we should be investigating the, uh, you know, the store owner and all that stuff. That's a sideshow. The important thing here is not his criminal liability. The important thing here has always been national security. And the question is, why is it that rogue, anti-American and corrupt regimes, when Barack Obama as president put Joe Biden uh, in a point man role for American foreign policy as to those regimes, that people around those regimes suddenly thought that it was expedient and in their interest to pay millions of dollars to Hunter Biden and to the Biden family. That's the issue. What did they think they were buying? Hunter Biden's a sideshow. Yeah, what did they think they were buying? Uh, certainly, when they were buying the paintings, they weren't buying talent, that's for sure. And even Hunter Biden, remember in the interviews, was like, yeah, you know, I don't really have any experience. Yeah, you know, I don't really know anything about this. Yeah, I guess it's my father. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. 
which, by the way, nepotism is not necessarily the issue. But if there was a change in policy, if the uh, prosecutor got removed, remember the OSOB, remember, boy, suddenly the prosecutor got removed. If there were actions that were taken as a result of funds or favoritism to his son, and especially if it came to national security policy changes or potential classified document access to rogue regimes or rogue characters, that opens a huge can of worms, and that's why this could potentially be extremely serious. one 800 848 Let's go to BJ on line seven. BJ, your thoughts about this? I just think this, to me, is clearly an area that the whole Biden family doesn't want opened, and because I think it's going to get really ugly, BJ. Your thoughts? Well, you very smartly, Rita, referenced the, the Bible on this, and that is the laptop from hell by Miranda Devine. Uh, it's very clear. That's one of the most painful books anyone can read, because you, you read this guy's personal life, and it's a mess. But <clears throat> aside from that, aside from uh, from the obvious dealings that he's had, and he's been running a, a, a pay-for-play operation for his father, his father pimped him out, in my opinion, uh, and made him the bag, him, him the bag man, uh, to pick make all these, uh, pick up all these payoffs. You had a a media that was complicit in hiding this laptop. You had F- Facebook that refused to run the New York Post story. You had all of these news organizations that gave Joe Biden a pass and laughed it off as some crackpot conspiracy theory. When in actuality, this laptop contained. The most sordid of details, not just about Hunter Biden's personal life, but about the inner workings of Hunter Biden's businesses and the reason that he was making all of this money from these foreign heads of state. And that is, is because his father was vice president. This laptop goes back years. So what are we to do now? Uh, to me, I think you, you have to talk about Facebook and removing their Section 230 st- status now that we have a Republican Congress, because they suppressed this story. They acted as publishers. They weren't an independent, neutral party. They decided that they were going to suppress the story, which exposes them uh, as uh, any other newspaper organization would be exposed, or any news organization now. They became publishers. Well, and you know what, BJ, by the way, you hit a whole bunch of points on that. And you're right about the publisher point, um, because we saw, remember, in all the uh, revealed emails, it was in one of the early Twitter dumps, of course, where you saw the sort of concerted inner workings between social media and, of course, individuals, you know, at the FBI and elsewhere. So they, they wanted it to be sort of Russian disinformation. And clearly, that's why I played that comment also, BJ, from uh, Biden at the debate, because it was this concerted effort. And I never believe in sort of just coincidences. I've been covering politics for so many years. And right before that debate, that drop of all those national security experts who yep. suddenly in that one letter, remember, came out. You know, how did that get orchestrated? Like, who orchestrated that? Boy, are there emails out there that say, hey, Bob, um, sign on to this letter because yep. we're going to say it's Russian disinformation. Yes. What did you base it on? Did you, as a national security expert, you have a responsibility, your reputation with America and your trust with America. You shouldn't just be signing a letter that you have no information on. So did they pretend to show you information? Did somebody say, hey, let's just all write this letter um, because it's your credibility? And then, what is be 
TJ, lo and behold, Biden says it during the debate. Like it was like they teed it up to Biden. So clearly there was yes. an orchestrated effort to give him yes. ammunition because they knew it was going to come up during the debate. Go ahead. I was going to say it's not the initial lie. It's always the cover up. And he was yep. all over this cover up. He had help with this. He they knew it was on this laptop. They suppressed it. And the the. This was kept. So you have a lot of people that have culpability here, not just Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. You have a list of people throughout. This was, you know, this was, you know, in the movie JFK, they talk about a silent coup. Well, this was sounds to me has all the makings of that, in my humble opinion, because you have a situation where they knew that if the truth of this laptop got out into the public and people really embraced it and say, this is we can't elect a guy like this. He's bought and paid for. His son is running around making millions. His, his, his brother's running around making millions on the on, on the arm. And he's making you know, we can't have this. If people really knew this and understood, we'd have a different president today, in my opinion. And. And by the way, not just in your opinion, BJ, you hit it on the head, my friend. Thank you so much for the call, because there were polls that were taken later after the election where a quite a significant amount of people said they might not have voted for Joe Biden. So you are spot on. It, it, there, there's information that it would have changed their vote. And that's why it is so, so key. Let's go to Teddy. Line one. Ted, your thoughts about this, how it influenced the election. Go ahead, Ted. Well, unlike uh, a lot of your callers, the regular callers, uh, and they're, I know what their agenda is right away, Dom, BJ, and uh, everyone else, but I agree, Hunter is in trouble, and uh, where this ends up, I don't know, I'm not a lawyer, but on the other hand, the same thing for Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Bates and Omar, they shouldn't be on these foreign relations committees. But you don't say anything about Matt Bates, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm actually, but Ted, Ted, I am talking about Joe Biden. I'm glad you mentioned about the Hunter that you've conceded that it's a problem. Don't you think it's not just a problem for Hunter? It's a problem for the whole Joe Biden family, don't you think, Ted? Well, it's possible. It's possible, but you're not a lawyer. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. But by the way, I don't think. By the way, Ted. But Ted, I'm an American. Ted, guess what? Here's a revelation. Hang on. I, I don't think. Hang on, Ted. Hold on. Hold your horses, Ted. You probably aren't either, and it doesn't really matter. I'm an American who cares about America, and if Joe Biden has nothing to hide, why are they doing all these offensive moves now? Why are they blocking, stonewalling? So guess what? It makes you think there's a lot of there there, and I don't think they're helping their case, Ted. Uh, we're going to continue with your calls. Thanks, Ted. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, desperate men do desperate things, and Hunter Biden now trying to go on the offense, basically pleading. 
for criminal probes of the guy who leaked information in a generic laptop that happened to have all his information and the laptop owner uh, basically still is not conceding it's his. So still he is trying to do anything he can and it's called legal stonewalling. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Steve uh, in Jersey City on line four. Steve, your thoughts about all this. Good evening, lovely reader. Uh, I, too, am not a lawyer, but I do play one on TV. Now, here's the deal. (laughs) This This is what my theory is. They don't want Mr. Biden, President Biden, to run for a second term. The Democratic Party does not want him because he's, I mean, he's in bad shape now. Can you imagine what he's going to be? Could you imagine him in a debate with Trump two years from now? I mean, it's like he'd be babbling. I think they want to get rid of him. I think this is their insurance policy. Um, this is a good, I think it's going to, this laptop, everything on it is going to lead up all the way to the big guy. And it's going to be so damaging no, they're not going to be able to ignore it anymore. He's going to be, they're going to uh, set up for an impeachment. He's going to pull a tricky dick. I think he's going to pull a tricky dick and say, look, I resigned. And they'll, I, scary as it may be, they may put Kamala in temporarily until they could find a, you know, a proper suitor for the, for the um, position. Because wow, um, so Steve, you think you think this is the beginning of the end? It. Obviously, is what this you're is saying. It. Wow, this wow, is it. Steve, this is it. very interesting. Steve, thank you very thank much you. for the call. Really fascinating. But I think it is potentially so damning to him if it turns out to be what some of these accusations are. And if you look at the money and the coordination, um, it's not out of the realm that there could be something so disastrous in there. And we'll see. We'll see where it leads. I mean, right now, remember, for some reason, they clearly don't want anybody to go there, at least not the Biden family. But Steve brings up a good point. Is this sort of orchestrated by the Democrats? I think maybe some of the classified document revelations are that it's been laying around, uh, because clearly the Biden team didn't want that to get out there either. But this has been sort of floating, remember, now for two years. I mean, it's like if this really was something he didn't want to get out there, uh, why did they wait two years to finally they're doing it now? Clearly, because they know the Republicans have subpoena power and are really starting to look into this and have the standing to look into it. That's why they're panicking right now, because they're like, "Uh oh, we can't keep stonewalling anymore. Let's come up with some other strategy. Let's throw a dart, try to figure out something to put a roadblock in the process. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan, line seven. Stan, your thoughts about this, my friend. Go ahead. Steve, poor Steve. He he couldn't debate. You know, uh, so far, we have a laptop. And that's all we have. I'm waiting to see what's in it. There ain't nothing that spent money on deals that went nowhere. His brothers, the president's brothers, worked with Chinese companies, went with deals that went nowhere. Absolutely nothing. Uh, that's not true. Uh, hey, oh, Stan, yeah. two things. Wait, so hang on. St- Stan, hold on. Stan, hold again. on. Stan, Stan, two things. First off, we know what's in the laptop because we've seen a lot of it. So it's not a mystery, okay? And two... If it didn't go anywhere, 
I find it hard to believe that somebody is suddenly going to pay tens of millions of dollars. We're not talking about like five bucks or ten bucks. Uh, and he's laughing all the way to the bank. If you look at uh, the reports of how much was coming in from the mayor of Moscow's wife, he's never denied some of these payments. The question is, what were they doing? You think that people as crazy as maybe the Chinese or the Russians are, you think they're paying that kind of money uh, to what have access to a drug addict for uh, what to talk about crack cocaine and Parmesan cheese with him? Uh, they're not that stupid, Stan. Go ahead. Uh, but uh, if I'm telling you, the president's going to run. He ain't, they, Democrats don't want him out. I mean, yeah, they'd like maybe see, but not on this because there ain't no there there, okay? So you can talk all you want. Steve, who thinks that it's a plot by the Democrats, is a joke. It ain't going to happen. I'm waiting for the uh, committee meetings like you. But I'll tell you. Yeah, I can't, I can't Hunter wait to see, Stan. Hunt will take the fifth. Oh. Yeah, and then guess what? They will still be able to get the bank records. They'll still be able to get a whole bunch of other stuff that he may not, even if he takes the fifth. Uh, guess what? If they can find a money trail, that'll speak volumes. He won't even need to even say a word. He won't be, he'll be speechless at that moment, which would be, maybe that's a refreshing thing. Stan, thanks so much. Let's go to David real quick on line eight. Go ahead, David, your thoughts real fast. I, I think that uh, this is just a strong tactic so that it, they can put enough doubt in the, mound, in the minds of people. And at the very, very end, before the Republicans have a chance to indict him, um, Trump, uh, Joe will uh, pardon him. And that's it. Ah, and see, and who knows? But And, and, and guess what? Remember, David, uh, Biden has said that Hunter's the smartest guy he knows. I mean, boy, is that a joke. If that's the smartest guy he knows, then John Fetterman is a rocket scientist. <laughs> My goodness. We're going to continue, everybody, with your calls. And also, by the way, we're also going to talk about a new search of the Biden home in Rehoboth. Uh, they're still searching, still scouring. Maybe there's a Corvette there, too. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And welcome back to the Rita Cosby Show. First off, bravo to New York City. Finally getting fed up with the migrants. Remember these single male migrants who were just kind of hanging out on the sidewalk in front of the very nice Watson Hotel in Midtown, refusing to leave because they didn't want to give their space up first for the women and children who the city wanted to put inside in those rooms where they have been staying at taxpayers' expense. They have been protesting outside on the sidewalk. And these guys have actually been getting pretty violent. Remember, we've been talking how vocal and how feisty and how nasty they've gotten with law enforcement and also with members of the media. And so they refused to leave. They didn't want to go to the shelter at the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal, saying it was inhumane. It wasn't up to their standards. They wanted to stay at the nice chic hotel where they had room service and lots of booze and, according to reports, a whole bunch of sort of sex-filled parties and everything else, and didn't want to go to a shelter. Remember, they crossed the border illegally. So they still didn't want to move. It wasn't up to their standards. So now the city finally got tough because the headlines have been looking really bad. 
And finally, they came in, the cops came in in the last 24 hours and instructed the group of a couple dozen of these guys that they got to leave outside the Watson Hotel, bring their belongings or face arrest. Thank goodness the city finally put on its big boy pants and decided to get rid of these people, these ungrateful migrants who basically were camped out saying the conditions at the shelter weren't nice enough for our standards. Sorry there wasn't champagne and escargot at the shelter. I mean, this is crazy, but I'm glad that at least they didn't let it drag on too long. I would have gone on the first day and said, hey, we're going to arrest you or move. Uh, But the city waited a few days, but finally they at least did the right thing. And apparently now these single men who were staying at the Watson have either decided to go to their new shelter, the Humanitarian Relief Center, set up at the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal, or they found friends, family members, or other groups to bring them in. I wonder if any of these crazy left-wing activists who've been doing all these press conferences, blasting basically Republicans and the city, also saying, oh, how terrible they are to want to move them outside a four- or five-star hotel and to bring them to an actual shelter. How dare they? I wonder if any of them opened up their homes and let some of the migrants in to stay at their house and spend time with their family and sit at their table and have a free room for them. Or did they treat them like Martha's Vineyard did where they kicked them all out, remember, within a matter of hours? So this is really interesting, but I will at least give New York City and the mayor's office kudos for at least doing the right thing finally and kicking out these ungrateful migrants. And speaking of doing the right thing, Ilhan Omar, the congresswoman, of course, from Minneapolis, from Minnesota, the Democrat, uh, who was on a very powerful committee for a long time. And everybody was wondering, how could she be on the Foreign Affairs Committee? With a whole bunch of the comments, especially, that she made. Remember, where she was just downright anti-Semitic. Some of the comments were just downright almost anti-American. I mean, they were just crazy, some of the comments she made. And this was a person, because when you're on a committee, like a Foreign Affairs Committee or an Intel Committee, guess what? You get access to intelligence information. You get things that are in those classified documents, which were strewn all over Joe Biden's garage next to Hunter Biden and elsewhere, right? So in the middle of all this, finally, the GOP-led House is taking action. They, as we know, kicked off Adam Schiff and Swalwell with his Chinese spy and all that other stuff. And then in the last few hours, they voted, some of the folks who were not sure about this at first, they kind of coalesced, and they have voted now to boot Democratic Congresswoman Ilhan Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee. And I say bravo, 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 because who could forget this statement that she made after 9-11 describing the hijackers who attacked America. This was this outrageous comment for someone who is a sitting American congresswoman. Take a listen to what she said. Remember this one? Care was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. Yeah, somebody did something, like basically hijacked planes and threw them into key buildings across America, flew them into, you know, the World Trade Center, the Twin Towers, uh, the Pentagon, uh, remember the one in Shanksville. I mean, how outrageous. This is somebody representing America and America's interests. 
And then here's what she had to say. This is after, of course, the death of George Floyd, where she said there basically shouldn't be any police in America. And let's just have, you know, a free for all Wild West. That's the best of America. Right. Take a listen to this one. We need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. The Minneapolis Police Department is rotten to the root. And so when we dismantle it, we get rid of that cancer. Yeah, so let's just get rid of them. Remember, uh, and in fact, the council basically was kind of listening to Ilan Momar. They basically tried to defund all the police in Minneapolis. And then a city councilwoman there needed the police's help. They were calling 911, and there was no police around. Remember that? And suddenly they decided maybe it's not a good idea to totally defund the police. Uh, bravo to the light bulb that went off in that city council person's head there in Minneapolis. Well, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez came out swinging and couldn't believe that her buddy Ilhan Omar was removed from the committee. This is a woman, again, when you're on these very sensitive committees, you get access to these secret intel documents. You get access to look at classified information, top secret, America's key secrets, information about other countries. You want somebody like that who says, oh, some people did something, uh, you know, no big deal. Just look at all of our classified information. I agree. I think also, by the way, I don't, who are these people who vote for Ilhan Omar all the time? Who are these people who still think that she represents America's interests and that she's fair to all sides and really caring about all sides? Uh, I don't know who they are, uh, but Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez clearly still believes in Ilhan Omar. Here's what she had to say about Omar getting booted from the committee today. Don't tell me that this is about an abdic- a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have, who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an, an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology when my life was threatened. Thank you. How ridiculous. It's about racism. I mean, I mean, everything comes back. It's about racism. That's why they kicked off Ilhan Omar. Is there anybody out there who thinks, what is she, is her advisor, Al Sharpton? I mean, this is so crazy. Does anybody think that that's an appropriate comment for a sitting member of Congress? And I'm glad that the GOP is taking action. I think anybody, whether it's Republican or Democrat, you make a comment like that, especially over something as sensitive as 9-11, to basically give excuses or minimize what the attackers did, what the terrorists did. I mean, that is incredible to me. And this comes, again, at a time where classified documents are right there under the forefront. We're talking, of course, about Hunter Biden and his laptop. And now they're going after, again, the laptop repairman. They're going after anybody who disseminated the information in the laptop from hell. And now they're trying to go on the offense because they know how bad it looks. And they know how bad it looks with these classified documents that Joe Biden apparently had strewn all over many locations. The recent one, they did a search of his home in Rehoboth. Now, first of all, what a joke, everybody. Think about this. Joe Biden, first off, is able Talk about a contrast from the way they handled everything with President Trump. They go in with guns blazing. It's like the OK Corral to Mar-a-Lago in the middle of, remember, it was like the wee hours of the morning, and it's dozens of officers, you know, going in there. 
And they basically say, oh, we're here to seize the documents, uh, top secret, even though it was in a secure location. They had an extra padlock, apparently, in that location. But whatever, right? Yet in the Joe Biden case, he's going on vacation to Rehoboth. He's hanging out there. Um, he's able to go back to Wilmington. He's doing all these different locations. We're still supposed to believe that they just happened to stumble upon these documents just a few days before the midterm at the Penn Biden Center. And now we find out that the FBI did another search of the Penn Biden Center that we've never been told about before. And the White House still wants us to think that they're being completely transparent. Uh, I don't see how that can even be the case. They don't seem to be transparent at all. And then Joe Biden's able to go to his beach house in Rehoboth. Everybody's like, wait a minute, why haven't they searched that place? Because he's spending a lot of time in Rehoboth, Delaware. It's a nice community. I like Rehoboth. It's cute, nice, nice beach there, a pretty little boardwalk there. But it also could be a good place to have documents sort of strewn all over the place, especially if the FBI is not going to search it. And maybe he has a nice little Corvette over there, too. Who knows? But we know that Hunter Biden, lots of people spend time in Rehoboth. That's their location. They spend time in Wilmington. They spend time in Rehoboth. They've spent so much time at both locations. So why did it take the FBI months months, months, months to search what was all obvious? Okay, well, apparently they searched the Ben Biden Center. Then they apparently, in a delayed reaction, finally searched Wilmington, Delaware. Remember, they discovered documents almost within minutes in Rehoboth, uh, in uh, Wilmington. It was so obvious. Apparently, it was all over the place in the garage and the other adjoining room. So then, why did it take so long? We're talking weeks, months, to finally search Rehoboth, Delaware. Well, they finally do it. Apparently, it was a, quote, planned search. So apparently it came after, by the way, Biden had spent weekends there coincidentally in Rehoboth. Uh, So it's not like he had time to clean it up or anything, right? And then the White House is asked, what was found? And doesn't this look a little fishy that now they're just starting to do investigations? Here is Ian Sams. He is a White House counsel, and he's been one of the sort of spokespeople for this uh, slew of searches, if you will in the Biden locations. This is what he had to say after the Rehoboth Beach location was finally searched. Look, the Justice Department is engaged in an ongoing investigation, an ongoing investigation, I should add, that the president has been fully cooperative in, offering unprecedented access to his home in Wilmington, to his home, every single room of his home in Rehoboth, as well as the one in Wilmington, uh, and, and giving them access to the information they need. He's moving quickly to get them the information that they need. I'm going to be really careful not to characterize what the Justice Department is doing in their investigation, probably more appropriate for a question like that to be asked of the Justice Department. So I would point you to them. Yeah, is there anybody out there who really thinks uh, that they're cooperating and they're being fully transparent? 1-800-848-9222. And I'll take your calls when we come back on The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, it shouldn't be, what's your name? It should be, what's in the classified documents? And we still don't know. We do know that the FBI finally searched Biden's Rehoboth Beach home. Uh, Apparently it was organized. And guess what? It came after Joe Biden was able to be at his vacation beach home, which he's been going to for years upon years. He just happened to be going there for several weekends before And then it was a planned search where the FBI went in and checked for the documents. How convenient 
Do you think maybe he had time to search around the place during all those other weekends beforehand, before the planned search, to remove anything or change things up? Oh, no. Boy, what a contrast that is to the way that they handled President Trump. And here's Andy McCarthy, who was with the U.S. Attorney's Office, talking about how convenient it is for Joe Biden that the FBI seems to really be working with him. Common sense says... If you give people three months notice that you you may be searching a place, you're not apt to find uh, much, if anything, that's incriminating. At the same time, you can you could say from the point of view of the prosecutor, he comes into the investigation. That's like a gaping hole in things that should have been done but haven't been done. Uh, and he'd obviously be deeply criticized and rightly so if they didn't check that box. So I think they really had to conduct this search. It's not surprising that uh, they may not have found much, but I do think it's important that, that we have to distinguish here. What They say that there was no classified information that came out of there, but that they took notes. And what I would suggest is what we ought to be more precise in saying that they didn't find any documents that had classification markings on them. But if those notes are reflective of classified briefings, then those then that is classified information. And that's why they have to investigate. It's probably why they took it. Yeah. How interesting. They didn't take actual classified documents that wrote classified documents on them. That was clear marked. But they apparently took notepads where there were notes written by properly President Biden or somebody else. Hopefully it's President Biden. It's even worse if it's somebody else. Um, reflecting information. So that's even more troubling that it didn't just stay within potentially his notes, that he transferred information potentially into a notepad. What if it was Hunter's notepad? I mean, who knows where this is going? one 800 Let's go to, let's go to Alan on line four. Alan, your thoughts about all of this. What a mess. Alan, it's Alan. How are you? What a smorgasbord tonight. I don't know what to bite into first. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Have- by the way, by the way, if it's a if it's a good smorgasbord, like one of those where you get to ch- choose between uh, Chinese food, you can choose between Russian food, you can choose between uh, Ukrainian food. That's a real smorgasbord, and that sounds like Hunter Biden's documents. But go ahead. Yep, yep. I'm I'm a kid in a candy store, not knowing who to pick on first. So let's go first. As far as as far as as the laptop, you can't have it both ways. This is Ropado. It's, it's, it's first it's his phone, it's his laptop, and then it's not his laptop. Well, if it's not his laptop, obviously we're seeing that it is. So now if it is his laptop, all of a sudden, guess what? It's not his laptop anymore. Of course, I remember reading somewhere that it, the 90-day period expired where the person signed on when he gave in his laptop. He signed on that not responsible after 90 days. He lost control of it. So whatever it is that he was on, he forgot that he gave it in. That's one thing. Um, You have people turning the plate over upside down where you have the uh, extreme, the most racist, as far as I can recall, congresswoman in history with the anti-Semitic remarks, with anti-American remarks. Are you talking about Ilhan Omar, Allen? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, she didn't realize that these were insensitive remarks. Hello? It's crazy. And by the way, Alan, that's exactly why we're talking about all the classified documents, because members of Congress get access to classified information. And if somebody 
doesn't think it was a big deal that somebody did something on 9-11 to America. Um, well, do you really want that person having access to information that could be potentially uh, important to Israel's security, to America's security? I mean, think about the implications. That's why this opens a huge, huge can of worms. And just like you said, too, the laptop, you hit it exactly on the head. When you go to a place and you say, okay, after X amount of days, because guess what? They don't want to have people just like Hunter who bring something in and then they never come back to get it. What are they supposed to be like a, uh, a library where you're supposed to come back and be able to pick it up? They have the actual where you sign documents and say, okay, after X days, if you leave property here, it becomes property of the facility. And so according to John Mac Isaac, the owner of that laptop location, the repair guy, he says, look, I started looking at it. I remember this guy who dropped it off. I thought, let me see what's on here. And that's when he said, oh, my gosh, look what the heck is on here. And it is so funny to see the Hunter Biden team, Abby Lowell, who, by the way, is a very good attorney. I've known Abby Lowell. I covered many stories with Abby Lowell. I remember through the years he's well known, especially in Washington circles. Good attorney. Great guy. Um, and he's trying to do whatever he can. He's trying to do a Hail Mary with a difficult case with Hunter Biden. Imagine having him as a client. But he's basically saying the information in there shouldn't have gone out. Uh, but we're not confirming it's his laptop. It's like, does he think we're all stupid? This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, honoring our great military and their families, a beautiful story coming from Greenfield, Indiana, where a U.S. Air Force veteran, David Hine, was honored earlier this month for his years of service to Hancock County veterans. Actually, it happened last month, but not too long away. Uh, Hein is a co-founder of the Veterans Memorial Park, dedicated in May of 2010. It's located right in downtown Greenfield, Indiana, and the park honors all Hancock County veterans involved in all of the military conflicts. How beautiful. Hein also works with the Traveling Vietnam Memorial, the wall that heals. It's a replica of the Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Washington, D.C., and the Traveling Memorial has been displayed in many communities in Indiana and was brought to Greenfield in 2018. The project allowed veterans really from all over the community for a chance to pay their respects and build common bonds within the veteran community, which is so important. By the way, David Hine also was on active duty in the Air Force for 20 years himself. And for Hine's dedication and volunteerism, Greenfield, Indiana Mayor Chuck Fool decided to proclaim January 21st, 2023, as David Hine Day in Greenfield, Indiana. And what a beautiful and powerful statement to someone who served so beautifully our country and now continues to serve 
fellow veterans. And that's why I always love doing our Support Our Heroes segment here on the Rita Cosby Show. Well, we are talking, of course, about this craziness now surrounding the laptop that Hunter Biden's attorneys won't concede is his laptop, but they say that the information in it should never have been disseminated, even though Hunter was probably so high on cocaine, which is why he left it at the repairman's shop to get fixed and never picked it up. And now we know that Joe Biden's locations are getting searched finally. Remember the first time that they told us that there were any documents, which surprise, surprise, just happened to be right before the midterm elections where everybody thought there would be a red wave, which meant that Republicans would be in charge of committees. And Republicans said that they would go and investigate clearly all the Hunter Biden documents, questions about Joe Biden, the border, all that stuff. It was clear where they were headed. So isn't it interesting? We still don't know why suddenly Joe Biden's personal attorneys decided to do searches of Joe Biden's locations. And lo and behold, they discovered these classified documents. Remember, they didn't tell us about it. They didn't tell the American public about it until two months later. And again, we still don't know what originated that search. Was he worried about something being discovered? Was he concerned about something in the documents? Uh, We need to get to the bottom of why they actually initiated the search. And again, they didn't also have, most of them, clearance to look at classified documents. So who exactly looked at these documents? How did they end up there first at the Penn Biden Center? Now we know the FBI also went in and did look there, worked with the Biden administration and looked there. Again, they didn't release the information, nor did DOJ. And then suddenly, again, you guys, let's remember, it wasn't like the Biden administration's been telling us all along about these classified documents. There was a CBS News report that was coming out that was so damning that Joe Biden had these classified documents and the DOJ was aware of it and had yet to even appoint a special counsel in that case. And that's how they finally decided to acknowledge that there were classified documents. So they haven't been transparent from day one on this matter. And now we're learning that the Rehoboth Beach location, which is also a regular location of the Biden family, including cracked out Hunter Biden from his own self-professed cracked out years. Well, then you know that they were there and hanging out there too. And we know that the Biden family was hanging out, having a good old time in Rehoboth as of just a few weeks ago. And wow, what a surprise that now they've agreed and worked with the FBI and the FBI went into Rehoboth. And even after all of that time and all of that effort where they could have done who knows what with the documents, the FBI still found notepads that had information apparently related potentially to classified information. So not only were there documents hanging out in some of the Biden homes, hanging out by his beloved Corvette in the garage, uh, the Corvette that also Hunter apparently fixed the engine on, But not only that, but also we know now that he may have transferred information or notes that were in these classified documents potentially into notepads. So that's even worse. Like what else? Where now? What do we have to look for like napkins around the place to see if we put notes somewhere on that? I mean, how crazy is this getting? This is nuts. And what a contrast it is to the way that they handled President Trump. 
I mean, what a double standard. It's disgusting. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And here is Corinne Jean-Pierre at the White House. This is during the briefing. And listening to her bob and weave, uh, boy, she is like trying to dance around the words and having a little bit of a tough time because reporters aren't having any of it. Take a listen. Green, what is the current number of documents bearing classified markings that have been found in the president's residences and offices? I would refer you to the White House Counsel's office. Okay. Ian just declined to comment on that as well. Just, um, there you uh, go. You got on- your answer. Uh, I know nothing like Sergeant Schultz and Hogan's heroes. I know nothing, 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 nothing. And here is Jonathan Turley, constitutional scholar, who says that clearly the way that the FBI and DOJ has handled President Biden is such a joke compared to the guns blazing approach they did with President Trump. They may not have viewed this as a criminal case. You know, they also allowed Trump's counsel to handle material and gather them. The difference is that the Biden people had no knowledge where or how many documents there were effectively out in the open. Uh, President, former President Trump insisted that he wanted those documents and had a right to keep them. But it's so it's a little curious that they would use uncleared counsel to say, go look for highly classified material. But it may be that they just didn't view this as a likely criminal case. No, of course not. Just like Hunter Biden. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Here's J.D. Vance, of course, newly elected to Congress. And this is what he thinks of the double standard. This is fundamentally unfair. I think something that we as Americans hate is unfairness. We don't like whether you're rich or poor, black or white, for one person to be exposed to a different set of rules from another person. We have to remember that Donald Trump was exposed to a massive FBI raid with many armed agents for this, what the Biden administration is saying was mishandling classified documents. They admit that their guy has been mishandling classified documents for decades, and he's getting kid glove treatment from the FBI. This is why people don't trust law enforcement. This is why people are terrified that the leadership of our federal law enforcement has become politicized because it has. And Senator Ted Cruz takes it one step further and says, you know what, that's why all of this, I think, is connected. And that's why I think this is so bad for Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, because Hunter Biden was hanging out at that house. We know he's been to Rehoboth. We know he's hung out at Wilmington, he even listed Wilmington, according to reports, as his residence. So, I mean, there's a lot of reasons right now to haul in Hunter Biden and say, what do you know, buddy? Uh, we could go after XX and X, uh, unless you give us information on the big guy. This is Senator Ted Cruz. Listen to why he thinks the dots are getting connected here. The Alcoa email, he was asking Alcoa, pay me $55,000. Now, I want you to think, when was the last time you demanded of someone, give me 55 grand for what? For my insight on Russian oligarchs and their networks of elites in Russia. And he's pitching this to them. Now, listen, Hunter Biden doesn't know anything about this. He doesn't have any history or background in this, which means... At a minimum, he made a business out of selling access to daddy, making millions of dollars to daddy. But the inference from both of these emails, the obvious inference is that he's reading materials assembled for his father when he's the sitting vice president. And both of these materials, look, the intelligence agencies do assessments of Russian oligarchs, of the networks of elites. What he's offering to sell 
is exactly the type of material that is contained in classified briefings. And guess what? Some of the hearings tied to Hunter Biden are scheduled to start next week in Congress by the GOP-led House. So, boy, everybody, buckle your seatbelts. Next week could be explosive. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Don in Ohio on line eight. Uh, where do you think this is headed, Don? I think it's a waste of time with uh, Hunter Biden. Everybody is talking about it in these documents. It's just a diversion to get you away from the real problem, the border, all the drugs coming across the border, the inflation, the price of diesel fuel, all that stuff. And you know, you know. I by the way, Don, that's, let me ask you, hang on, Don. Do you think it's a diversion created by the Democrats, or you think it's the Republicans don't have their eye. The, the Republicans say that they can walk and chew gum at the same time, that they can focus on Hunter okay. Biden and potential conflicts of interest, not even Hunter Biden, but really the conflicts of interest and the border, because clearly they are focused on the border, too, and other things. Or do you think that Democrats want the focus to be on, you know, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, so it takes the heat off some of these other things? Who, who do you think is creating yeah, the yes, diversion? I think it's- I think the Democrats do, because when you start thinking, if it comes to the end, Biden can can uh, pardon his son and pardon himself. So the whole thing's a waste of time. Yeah, by the he way, and, and Don, do you think it's going to go there? It could be. I wouldn't be surprised, would you? Well, what else would he do? That's his son. Well, pardon him. That's You're right. And, and that's and the guy. And Don, thank you for the call. That's a great point. Because, by the way, remember, uh, he was very protective of his son. And if he thinks it's going anywhere with his son or his family, that's why they're panicking now, which makes you wonder what's there. Uh, great points, Don. Let's go to Robert in Philly. Uh, you just heard what Don had to say. Robert, what do you think? What are your thoughts of where this is headed, Robert? Yeah, concern for his son. If you have concern for your son, you don't have him do illegal things to make money for you. Um, but that's not why I called. It was actually to hop on what Ted Cruz was talking about. I was listening to something today about a 22-bullet-point presentation that he had sent to his business partners in the Ukraine. And when the guy was reading the bullet points off, I was in the Air Force, so I know what a threat assessment is. Okay, but this was very heavy in politics and economic ramifications. If Russia does this, Russia does that. And I'm thinking that's a CIA assessment. That is a regional CIA assessment that he is. And I'm not saying definitely because this is all conjecture at this point, of course. I'm not like Stan and Teddy, but it looks like he was selling this or giving it to him as part of his regular duties. Classified information at a time when his father was the point man in the Ukraine. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? This is going to blow up bigger than I thought it would. But while it all happens, please do not impeach, okay? Investigate, publicize, and make Joe the Democrat's problem. Do not impeach. This is the most corruption I have ever seen at a vice presidential and presidential level in my lifetime, Rita. And that's all I have to say. Wow, Robert, that's some really powerful stuff. And also, like, as you were talking about those documents, 
Um, and there's also apparently, you know, reports are showing that like there were emails where it was basically like dad is putting pressure on me. So it also makes it sound like the father, according to these emails that have come out, is putting pressure on his cracked out son to make more money for the family. So you're right. I mean, that's why I have a hard time feeling sorry for President Biden if indeed he was sort of pressuring his drugged out, strung out son and also allowing access to classified documents. Uh, there are so many questions here, and that's why I actually think this is extraordinarily serious. I agree with you, Robert, that there could be some enormous implications here. And even if it were to go to, I mean, it's a far stretch at this point to say it's impeachment or anything, but it's clearly going to be investigated. And we have yet to sort of peel the onion because they didn't want to go there, which makes you wonder exactly what is there? Why are they so protective of this? We're going to continue with your calls. Great points, Robert. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking, of course, about Joe and Hunter Biden. By the way, um, also a new book out by Doug Schoen, who is a longtime Clinton advisor. Uh, he's also a veteran campaign pollster, writes in a new memoir that just came out uh, that then President Clinton and his team were, quote, so distracted by the Monica Lewinsky scandal that they lost track of al-Qaeda terror mastermind Osama bin Laden basically allowing him to later carry out the 9-11 terrorist attacks that killed, as we know, close to 3,000 Americans. And remember, Ilan Omar said, somebody just did something, no big deal. Remember that whole deal? But it just shows why it is so important to keep focused on what is going on, national security, threats to the homeland, and why it's important for a president and someone in the highest office not to be compromised or distracted or personal issues. And boy, Hunter Biden is one big old neon sign for personal issues, if anybody is. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Judith on line four. Judith, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead. Hi, Rita. Thank you. Listen, first of all, as far as um, Elon Omar and Swalwell and Schiff, I say good riddance to bad rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I, by the way, by the way, me too. When I heard that, I was like, first of all, you know, Judith, what's amazing is how could this woman be representing yep. America and say, oh, yeah, well, someone did you. something or the Benjamins. Yep. Remember that statement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me just say, Rita, let me just say she uses her congressional seat to spread her anti-American hatred, Rita, not only against our ally Israel, but she also sides with our uh communist people like Maduro in Venezuela against our interests. She's a radical Islamist, and she's a communist, by the way. You know, there's an imam called Tawidi, and he's from Iran, and he's the one who actually said she should be thrown out of Congress altogether, because that's all she does. She uses her congressional seat to spread hatred, Rita. That's all she does. And she's such a hypocrite. She marries her brother, then she marries some Muslim, has kids with him, she has an affair as a married woman with another married man, her manager, whatever. And she's just like such, you know, and then she uses, Rita, the race card against her as a Muslim. Give me a break. It, that's not the case. She's toxic. She's evil. She wants to eliminate cops. She's just bad news. She's just, I'm glad she's away from anything that could really 
uh, you know, uh, um, what would what would you call it to to um, for yeah, no, and to have access. To, and, and Judith, that's the us. point. And uh, Judith, yeah. thank you, by the way, very much for the call, because that's a great point, because that kind of a personality, do you really want them having access to America's secrets? Um, I think it's important to have people who truly put America first and actually understand that 9-11 was a terrorist attack, not somebody did something. Uh, Judith, thank you so much. Let's go to Johnny real quick, line one. Johnny, your thoughts about all this. Judith made some great points. Yeah, okay. Is this Johnny? Yep, go ahead, Johnny. You're on. You are on deck, my friend. Go ahead. Here's what I think. When uh, Mr. Biden was overseas as vice president, I think his boss knew what he was doing. And um, in other words, he didn't expose him or anything. Perhaps maybe there's some sharing going on because an awful lot of houses sprang up with that, uh, with his, his previous boss. All of a sudden, he's got all kinds of big houses everywhere, but they're better than Mr. Biden's houses. That's, a, you know, Johnny, that's an interesting point. Thanks for the call. That's an interesting point. Uh, what did Obama know? And maybe yeah, he could get also called in for questioning. There could be a lot of tentacles here. Johnny, thanks for the call. Let's go to Jim on line seven. Jim, your thoughts about this. Uh, could this spread wider to Obama and others? Go ahead. Absolutely. I think it's I think from Clinton's Obama to the Bidens is one word, treason, selling access. If you go, if they did a deep accounting audit on all of them, they would show all of them were guilty of this. You know, and, yeah, how and, we you, know, and you know what, by the way, you know, what's interesting, Jimmy, these secrets like you just talked about, they're so sensitive. Um, and we do know that the documents, at least at the Penn Biden Center, the documents were apparently related to Iran. Uh, boy, there's a lot of red flags there. China, lots of red flags. Ukraine, lots of questions. I mean, there, there's, you know, there could be some real there there. We don't know that, Jim, but boy, it looks awfully fishy. Go ahead, Jim. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's clear. It's almost like a bad movie, but it's sad because with the danger they put this country in. You know, yeah, and, 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 and by the way, and God. we know how reckless Biden was. I mean, that's the thing. Even by Biden's own admission, he didn't know where they were. And they're strewn around a garage. Like you just said, it's like if somebody gave you the movie script, you'd go, oh, no, 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 no. That can't be true. Someone can't be that careless with American secrets. Uh, but sadly, it sure looks that way. Real quick, let's go to Stu, line eight. Stu, real quick, your thoughts about this, my friend. Go ahead. Under the Espionage Act, the penalty for revealing secrets, like the key to all our communication, is 30 years in jail. And wow, Stu, Stu, you're a little faint, but I did hear you say that there could be severe penalties uh, if it's espionage. We don't know if there's there there. But they're certainly there to investigate. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.